Listen to these words. Oh, Holy Night, my favorite Christmas song. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. The world, you and I, have a sin problem. And that's why Jesus came. We, we, we listen to the actual words of these songs. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And what? Ransom captive Israel. Come, thou long expected Jesus. Born to do what? To set thy people free. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To do what? To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. How'd he do that? How'd he do that? Listen to me. Being born, coming down and becoming a man is not that. Just being a baby saves no one, frees no one, lets no one cease from dying forever. It's not just by being born. As beautiful as that moment was, it was by dying on the cross that he saved us from our sins, that he set the people free. You see, those, those soft, wrinkly little hands and feet that we sing about in those Christmas songs would one day be nailed to a cross in horrific agony. And that warm, pink little body wrapped in swaddling clothes would one day be whipped and ripped open with a spear as his mother, who had held him to her breast, watches and stands by in, in sheer horror. The world doesn't want to sing about that part. We'll sing about the cute little baby in the manger, but we won't sing about the 33-year-old man dying on the cross. See, if, if we leave Jesus in the cradle, and we don't see him grow up and become the Savior who's nailed to the cross for our sins, it's meaningless. And no one is set free. No one is saved. And without Good Friday, there is no good in Christmas. Jesus was born to die. But, but just in the same way, as dangerous it is to leave Jesus in the cradle, as, as dangerous as it is to leave him on the cross. You see, without Good Friday, there's no good in Christmas. But without Easter, there's no good in Friday either. And Jesus stays dead. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, and if Christ has not been raised, hear the power of Paul's words. If Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless. And your faith is useless. And you are guilty of your sins. In that case, if Jesus has not risen, he says all who have died believing in Christ are lost. But the good news is, Jesus didn't stay on the cross. He rose again, and he's alive. And you look and you see, listen, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, none of us, none of us could be raised from the dead either. Look at what um, it says in uh, Hebrews 12, 2. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. It says he endured the, the, the humbling experience of leaving his place next to God to become a baby in a manger and then experiencing the intense, unfathomable suffering of dying on a cross. Why? Because he had his eyes on the prize and he knew the joy that was coming. And it was that he was going to go back to his father, but not alone. He was going to bring with him a whole horde of brothers and sisters. 
And Jesus would be honored as the rightful king with the crown. You see, Philippians 2, I love this passage. Paul puts it all together. He says, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. There's the cradle. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He wasn't just a baby. He wasn't just a man on a cross. He wasn't just a man in a tomb. He rose, and now he is the king of the entire universe forever and ever. And listen, he's going to come back. He's coming again. But he's not coming as a baby this time. He's coming as a king. He's coming as the the commander-in-chief who's going to come back to this world, and he's going to right every wrong. He's going to wipe away every tear. And in that day, there's going to be no more war. There's going to be no more pain. There's going to be no more death. And we're going to be ushered into the presence of God forever. See, Jesus came down to the cradle because it was the only path to the cross. And he only went to the cross because it was the only path to the crown. And you and I have a similar path if we're to follow Jesus. April 11th, 1984, Justin Franchino is born into the world. Seven pounds, nine ounces, 21 inches long. I'm making all that up. I have no idea. I'm, sh- I'm sure I was an athletic freak, right? Just, man, the doctors were just like, wow. But then at one point, spiritually, I was born again around the age of seven. And, and I entered into the spiritual realm as a baby, and just like physically, we have to learn how to walk and talk and eat. Man, when, when we are born spiritually, we start on the milk, right? We're just these little Jesus babies who can barely hold our heads up, right? We can barely make it to the potty. And the Holy Spirit, he's got to grow us up. He's got to make us become more like Jesus. And, and that's where we move from the cradle to the cross. Now, just like Jesus... There's no path from the cradle to the crown that doesn't pass through the cross. When he's talking to his followers, he, was, he predicted his own death, his own experience on the cross, and this is what he said to his followers. He said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you want to go where I'm going, you want to do what I'm doing, you want to become like me, he says, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will Save it. Jesus says the only way to life, true life, true peace on earth, is by dying to self, dying to our own desires, dying to our own will. But it's out of death, it's out of death that we find life, not our lives, but his life in us, not I, but Christ. And and this is where most people get held up. See, we like the the cradle part. Oh, it's a cute little baby, right? And we like the crown. We like the crown. We like the bling. But the cross, eh, I don't know if I like that part. But if you want to follow Christ, if you want the crown, you can't have the crown without the cross. You you can't have the salvation without the sacrifice. And and many people, when the the cost is counted, they say, no, I'd rather do it my way. I'd rather have my life. I'd rather have my desires, my will. 
of following Jesus will involve suffering. It just does. Now listen, there's a lot of people in this room tonight. And in a, in a room this size, there's a lot of people suffering. And I'm not talking about, I went shopping for my niece yesterday, and they only had a medium in her color, right? Uh, first world problems, right? There's a, not that kind of suffering. I'm talking about, man, I look, I look around, and I see, and I know many of you, and I only know some of your story. And just from the little I know from my brothers and sisters in this room today, there's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of pain. A lot of challenges, a lot of mistakes, a lot of sickness, a lot of pain, a lot of death, a lot of betrayal, a lot of sin, ugly, messy sin. But listen to me, look at me. God doesn't waste a single tear. He uses it all for good. I think, you know, maybe for you, what you're going through is using it to put to death some things that need to be put to death in your life. Or maybe he's using this to, to make you like Jesus in a way that nothing else ever could. I don't know. It's above my pay grade to tell you why God's doing what he's doing in your life. But what I can tell you with confidence is that for those who've been born again in the cradle, and, and for those who have picked up their cross and followed Jesus, sustained by his grace, in the end, it will all be worth it. And just like Jesus, for the record, Jesus did not want to die on the cross. Remember what he said in the garden, out of love, not my will, but yours be done? And like Jesus, if we obediently trust God with our lives, there's a crown waiting for us. I think of the words of Paul, the last thing, one of the last things that Paul ever said before he was murdered, after a lifelong period of suffering. He says, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near, and it was. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. And here's what he gets as he went from the cradle to the cross. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. You notice how Paul's focus is not on his past. Going, God, why did you make me go through all of those horrible things? Paul had more to complain about than I ever could. But his eyes were forward. His eyes were on, on Jesus, his coming king, who was coming back for him that he would live with forever. Now listen, I don't, I don't know what's holding you back tonight. I don't know, maybe you're doubting your heavenly daddy's love for you, that he would love you enough to send his son into the cradle. I don't know if for you, maybe you're just not willing to admit that you are a sinner, that, that you were unable to save yourself, that you need Jesus dying for you on the cross, or maybe you're fine with the cradle, you're even fine with the cross, but it's, but it's where you come into the, the crown that you don't like. You don't want Jesus to wear the crown. You don't want him to be able to call the shots in your life. I know that's a hang up for me on a daily, daily basis. But the Bible says that God does love us enough to send Jesus to the cradle. And he does love him, us, us enough to put him on the cross. And he did rise from the dead. And he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And if I trust him with my life, though the path, it will, it will, it will be painful at times. But it will all be worth it in the end. When I behold him, he's my crown. So tonight, let's celebrate at Christmas Eve, not just the cradle. Let's celebrate the cradle. 
but let's also celebrate the cross of our Lord Jesus and the crown of our King Jesus.